from Igor Simchtavim. This is letters that he wrote, and uh, so um, here we go. So he wrote up over here a uh, a speech that he gave to the Tamidim of the Mechina of the Shiva of Eastern Parkway from Tavshin Chav Gimel. So he was invited to speak in the, in the Shiva. Uh, the Shiba, which actually now is in Borough Park, called Shiba Eastern Parkway. Uh, once upon a time, Eastern Parkway, Crown Heights, was, um, wasn't was just Lubavitch. It was many, many different, uh, various different uh, groups of, of from where you didn't live there. There was Yeshiva people, there was there was a Baba Hasidus there, etc. Eventually, all of them moved out to Chabad States, and that, so now Crown Heights is known to be specifically a, a Chabad enclave, but so Yeshiva in Eastern Parkway was a literature yeshiva. Um, it's again, it's now it's in Bor Park. And Hutner was there, asked there, was invited there to speak. Uh, in apparently on Hanukkah in in nineteen uh, sixty, actually in nineteen sixty two. So um, sixty one years ago. So. Um, so the the, the topic is Urov. But the first paragraph is an introduction to that. The first paragraph deserves um under just reading it on its own. It stands on its own as a beautiful piece of writing, independent of uh the rest of the mimer itself. So let's see what he has. A cutum call. So this is in Pachis of Igor Zemotavim. This is this is Igaris number I in Dalit, on page Kuflama Dalit. Kadam Kol Lechem Madas Kia Uvda Sheni Madaber Lechem Betzibur. In any of us, we're not sorry. Also, he bought with Machos and Hechroch. The fact that I'm speaking to you as a, as a as a group, as opposed to speaking to you individually, that's something which I really do not prefer. I really would not like it like that. But the reality is the limitations of time, etc that forced us into the situation where the conversation is taking place as a speech to a group of people. My actual desire was to speak to each one of you individually. That's, that's, that's not practical. Therefore, I'm I'm forced to to forgo my wish and speak to you as a group. So I want to explain to you why I really prefer speaking to you um, as opposed to as a group. Okay. He introduced, amongst his many innovations, he introduced a change in the expression of how we relate to the the people in the yeshiva. Who are your marchik as a bitui tamidei ha yeshiva? He uh, distanced himself from the phrase tamidei ha yeshiva, 
ובמקום ההויה משתמש בביטוי בני הישיבה. אני introduced a different phrase, I used a different phrase of בני הישיבה. סומר ליכוס או לשנס אס הביטוי המורגו ולהחליפו בביטוי מחודש. So the standard phrase up to that point was תלמידים, תלמידי הישיבה, and he felt the need to change that phrase into בני הישיבה. So what was that which um, was the impetus for that change? Okay, now he says the following. The Mori has multiple scenarios where it discusses a situation with one of the Tanoim, Rabbi Royim, met a young, young boy. And even after a short, a brief conversation with the young boy, they, they, they called out the, the, the following statement. I feel confident that one day in the future, this young man is going to be a Marharabi Yisro. So even from this short conversation, they saw a, something extraordinary about the, about the young man to the point that they felt confident that uh, barring any other thing, preventing him from you know, health, etc., he's going to be a Marharabi So He's going to be a source of Torah, being, being, giving over Torah to Klai Yisro. They saw something about him. No, no, no. This is the Gemara. The Gemara has this this phrase multiple times that uh, one of them, one of the Tanoim, would 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 um, would. One second. Give me a second. I'll go back up to my zoom. You're not hearing me. I'm on headphones. Are you hearing me now? Are you hearing me now? Yeah. Okay. Um, so the more it has multiple times, the more it has this phrase that they met so and so, they spoke to him and said, I feel confident that one day he's going to be your God of Israel. The more it has that phrase multiple times. So the reporter says, I had personally such an, such an event where I met a young boy and after one short conversation, I feel confident that this boy is going to be something special in Klai Yisrael. And we don't know who the boy is, we don't know whether that is true or not, because again, we have 62 years to find out, but we don't know who the boy is to know whether that's true or not. Um, but Rehutner is, 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 is making a parallel between the story of the Gomorrah and the following story that he's going to tell. And this is, again, this is his introduction to explain what, what Reb Chaim Belajan was talking about. Okay. Personally, I, I had such an event which happened recently. So I was talking to a boy in, in Masifta and I had a conversation with him and I just have to share with you part of the conversation. So how the conversation went the following. Shalal to your side. So you have teachers and you have rebellion. Do you find the you, you relate to both of them similarly? Do you feel a difference in how you relate to them? If you feel a difference, 
Explain to me what, what difference you do feel. This is what he asked a young high school boy. So the boy thought for a few moments. And he gave an explanation which was brilliant. The way I relate to my teacher, person gets food from a person who's cooking, person makes food, and they give it to me to eat. I have tremendous appreciation for the food that I've received. It gives me sustenance, takes care of me. The person took care to, 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 to cook it properly and present it to me. That's my yachas. That's the, how I relate to the teacher of the, the, the Lemurecho. I wish all the boys would have this response for the teacher of the Lemurecho, right? Okay, that's just, just to the side. My relationship with my Rebbe, it's like a child receiving sustenance from the mother who's nursing him. What the child mother is giving to the child, when the mother is nursing the child, they they're giving over part of their being. It's it's part of their body. It's it's their dam, which is being given over to the child. But when a person cooks something, what they're giving is something which is not part of them at all. That's my relationship. So the role of the Mavashal is the uh, literally mechanical input to make sure that it's ready to use. But the item is coming not from the individual itself, but from, out, from outside of the individual. I heard this in a young, this young boy in the Mesifta. I announced I feel confident that one day that this child will be a, with that with that level of understanding the difference between the, what the Torah is vis-a-vis secular subjects and be able to be understand it at that young age I feel confident that one day that this, this young man will be a Merharabiso that's the mice now so Sir so Hunter's going to borrow this story and go back to Rebchaim Velashadur he changed the phrase. The mother to the child, the relationship is unique. The mother gives up their being to the child. That's akin to the nursing process. Tamidim does not describe that. Bonim describes that. So Rukhan Lajra said that the relationship between the Talmud to Yeshiva is deeper than just that the, the Yeshiva is giving the child information. It's creating a bond between the, the Yeshiva and the, child, and, 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 and the Talmud that the Yeshiva is giving of its being into the child. Kinir, the Shalafiyah Matzah, Rod, Sarek, Matgosh, 
And obviously he did it because he felt that under the circumstances of this generation, etc., it was important to stress this idea. Now, Rehutner goes back, or excuse me, Rehutner goes back to his original point why he wants to talk to each individual, uh, each child individually, as opposed to speaking to them collectively. Now he says, well, It's obvious, it's well known. You can cook a lot of food for a group of people at one time. But a mother cannot nurse multiple children at the same time. It's one at a time. So Yanika is done individually. Hakalas Mazarinas can be done for a group. The process of nursing is a process which is done specifically in a, a, a private setting, in the sense of that it's only one person at a time. There's an individuality which takes place. Therefore, So deep down, what I would like to accomplish is not just to speak to you, not to teach you, but to be, do this process of being manic to you, which is why I would like to speak to you individually. Therefore, I would like, he might say, I would like to meet with each one of you individually. I will But practically, I don't have that option. Therefore, I'm forced to speak to you as a group. But I want you on your on the on the, the receiving end. I want you to understand that since that's that is my desire to speak to you individually, and I'm coming because I care about each one of you individually, and I, I want to give over to you what you need to hear individually. Try and hear what I'm saying as if I'm speaking to you individually. Tzaros hasn't said one word about his point yet. He's giving an introduction to his point. But you can stop right there and say, why well, the whole the whole piece is worth it just for this. Right? He's describing the relationship between what what's the relationship between a Rebbe and a Talmud should be. That it should be more akin to the process where the Rebbe is giving of their being into the Talmud. Um, uh <laughs> um, yeah, I hear that point. Um, it's interesting. I shared this idea with you before. We know that the various the divisions of the different types of, of knowledge is, is, known, is known by its acronym as Chabad, which stands for Chokma, Bina, and Das. Uh, so the understanding of the three levels of understanding of knowledge. Chokhmah is, is information, book knowledge. Bina is an understanding of the knowledge to the point that you can be bone with it, you can build with it. So I have a piece of information, it's a piece of information. I understand why it's true, what its parameters are, etc. I can then extrapolate it, I can apply it elsewhere, I can use it, I can build with it. So I really understand it. So Chokhmah is knowledge, Bina is understanding. Understanding is what understand, true understanding is something is what allows me to extrapolate and apply it elsewhere and use it because I understand the underlying principles. 
I, I get what the point is. So that's Bina. So that sounds pretty, uh, quite a high level of knowledge. I understand that, you know, you, for example, I'm digressing a little bit, but it's, it's worth, I think it's, it would help to understand them here. Um, so uh, I'm learning Hilchasitzes. And I'm learning the first seven Hilchasitzes. And there's multiple Sifim which deal with when is it considered a half sick that you need to make a new bracha? So a person goes to America, it's a person takes off their sitzes, a person puts on a new pair of sitzes. The sitzes, the, the, the garment which has the falls off. When you need to make a new bracha, when you don't need to make a new bracha. So I have excellent information. The five sifim in, five in a row discuss various cases. I analyze the, all that information, I bring out, I, I come up with the rule. Shachanar doesn't give a rule, it gives cases. Most of Shulchan Aruch is not rules, it's case law. This is the law over here. You're supposed to understand, okay, what, what's the principle? Why is that the law over there? If I just have a piece of this is the whole law over here. I can't build with that. Because right now it's it's sterile. I understand why it's true, and what's the, what are the principles that are underneath it, then I can, I can expand it quite far. So Bina is quite an extraordinary level of understanding something. So what is Das? There's Chachma, there's Bina, and there's Das. So the Torah describes the, the, the relationship between Adam and Chava. Uh, Adam knew Chava. So the because I understand that's referring to that they had they had physical relations. So some say it just means it's a euphemism. But it's not what it's saying. It's saying that, that, that their physical connection was an expression of a true bonding between the two parties. And that's what Das is. When I really, really get you, we bond together. So the same way that's true in, in, in human beings, it's true in, with knowledge as well. There's a point where the knowledge becomes part of who I am. So it's not in my head, it's in my being. Right? Sometimes you, say, you, know, you can tell that that this, that this idea that the person is talking about, it's the essence of the person which is coming out. That's the meat of Das. That we want to connect, connect to our Torah at that level. Uh, the, the best marshal that I saw for this, um, I saw this in a book, uh, I'm going to say Pathways to, to Personal Growth was the name of the Sefer, uh, while, a while back, about 10 years ago, maybe a little more. So he gave a muscle, and he said the following, he says, if I want to know the the information from a book, a secular class, one of the classics, so there's cliff notes, and you can read the cliff notes and know the whole story. It gives you all of the plot, gives you the names of all the characters, Gives you maybe most of the major major points points that take place in the story. You get the whole story, but nobody ever stays up late at night. They can't put the cliff notes down, except that they have a test. But the book, you can't. It's gripping. There's a connection there. The writer is able. A good writer is able to write a book in such a way that you you connect to the characters. 
You don't connect to the characters when you're reading the cliff notes. But a good writer can pull you into the story to the point you can't put the book down. I need to know what happens. You need to know what happens to a nobody who doesn't exist except for on a piece of paper. That's how powerful the concept of that you can connect to something. So there's a kark of das, the same way that's true in the world of fiction, it's true in the world of nonfiction. You can connect to a concept of Torah or concept of, of knowledge to the point that it becomes, you feel connected to it. It becomes starts becoming part of who you are. The process of Rebbe to a Talmud is the process of giving over that same level of connection that the Talmud is able to not just get knowledge on the, from the head, but from the, from the person. So that's, that, that is true. What he's saying over here is that the goal of the relationship between a Rebbe and a Talmud is that they, that they, they, they bond over the information. Information is shared between the two because it's part of the being of the Rebbe. And, and when the Rebbe then shares it, he's sharing his, himself. Um, He's he is the Nakudas. In other words, it's not. In other words, when the Talmud sees that the Rebbe bow, is is bound to this concept, it's, it's part of who he is. He's connected to it to the point that this is part of who he is. Then, when the Rebbe's giving over to the Talmud, he's the Rebbe's being manic from himself. He's nursing. He's giving out part of his being to somebody else, as opposed to just if it's just knowledge in his head. So that's like his description of the secular subjects. Excuse me. Uh, there are individuals who bond to secular subjects that way. You know, many people who are professors, especially you know, in a high level, they connect viscerally. This is part of who they are. This knowledge that they that they have, it becomes part of that becomes part of who the being is. When they talk about what they're talking about, they're talking about it in a very passionate way because it's it's. To them, like this is part of what it means to be a human being. If you don't have this, like you're not a human being. Right? So this concept is not limited to the world of Torah, the concept of Das. I mean, the point of this book, this Pathways to Personal Growth, Pathways to Personal Growth was a uh, written in the form of an older uh, brother, I think, writing to his younger brother on the, around the time of his bar mitzvah, and points out one of the things which develops at the time of bar mitzvah is the kach of das. He says his point was that das is a limited resource. If you use your kach of das to connect to your books, you have a, there's a limited amount you have available now to connect to your learning. It's not a... This, this unlimited commodity. That was the point of the, that the, 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 of the letter. It wasn't just explained to us. It was saying, so the concept of Das is something which a child would reaches the age of Bar Mitzvah, Ras Mitzvah. We see the child as being part of, 
we see a physical maturity, the child now can become a parent. It means the child is ready to, to give up themselves and connect to something beyond themselves. We see that in the sense that we look at the child as being part of the tzibur. He now is not an individual, but he's part of the, the minion. Uh, there's a certain, there is a certain, understandably so, we're not discussing Chachma and, and Bina. So, you can have some brilliant children which have Chachma Bina. But that's not the goal of Torah. The goal of Torah is thus, that the person connects into the world, of into the, the Torah concepts become who they are. You look at a young child, and you 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 know he knows it turns out, but you don't see you don't see the the person as a human being developing, and like this is becoming part of who he is. It's almost like there's a kid, and there's like he's parenting, because you know that's what kids do. You know, the good kid, right, etc. But but that it's a teenager grapples. He feels important. He feels he wants to connect to outside of himself. He wants to connect to the people around. The peer pressure becomes very powerful. That's a tzkufa where the person is, is probing the concept of das, of connection. So, that requires, a, the, the, the same way that there's a physical expression of that, there's an emotional, intellectual, and spiritual expression of that. There's a certain level of, to, to um, there's a beautiful piece from, um, the same Tars of Rome. Tars of Rome was written by Rabbi Rom Grzensky. Rabbi Rom Grzensky was the last Mashkiach of Slobotsky Yeshiva. Or the Saver called Tars of Rome. The Saver is absolutely delicious. It's the best way to describe the Saver. Um, and he might be, he's more well known to us through his through some of his he was killed by the Nazis, Yimachmom. He was in the Kavna ghetto. Um he was killed by the Nazis, but three three of his daughters survived, and one son survived. So one daughter is married was married to uh, Revolba, Ali Shur. One daughter was married to Kreisworth, Zetzal, the the, the Rob of uh, of Antwerp and the Shiva of America Zatara. So and the third daughter was married to somebody else. Um, so that's that's pretty good, you know, Shaduchim over there. So in the Taurus of Ram, he writes an idea. We know that there's a concept that um, certain people are possible for Adus. A deaf mute is possible for Adus. And he, a person is um, a cherish, he's possible for Adus. He says, so why is that? So there's some quite brilliant cherishim. Uh, so if the question is just brilliance, he says, Adus requires that the person can pick up the nuances of how the world works, of society. So that when the person says X, we know that he really means it, he doesn't mean it, that's how people talk, that, that's, you know, deep down he's not really committing because I can tell that the person didn't mean it. That koyach is the koyach of interfacing with the world. And the deaf-mute, because he has lost that opportunity to, to interface with the world, because of his limitations, he never truly connects with the world outside of himself. The meat of Das is impacted. 
And to be kosher for Eidus, you have to have you have to have das. You have to be able to really get what's going on. You have to be able to connect into the people and understand what their motivations are, what they're really saying, what's important to them, what's really going on. You need das for that. That's only a, a cotton can't be kosher. It's not kosher Eidus. I believe that the Vilna Goyen, at the age of 11 years old, knew more than I'll ever know in my lifetime. But Das he didn't have. He had Chochmah, he had Bino, way beyond me. It's a cotton. It wasn't Chaim Chia Mitzvah comes when the point where the person is able to create, to connect to a greater reality outside of themselves and they're part of something bigger than themselves, that's when the Chia Mitzvahs come. It's all part of the same process. He's now part of a minion. He now can be, a, he can be a, physically, he can be a parent. He's kosher to, to make a kedushin. He's Chia Mitzvahs. It's all totally in this concept that the person is, is, is being something bigger than themselves. They're able to connect to something greater than themselves to the point that it becomes, they re- become enlarged. So they're not really living for themselves anymore, so that's why they're part of a minion. They're not really living for themselves anymore, that's why we see in teenagers, peer pressure is so it's so powerful. Because they don't see themselves as, as individuals. Almost to the detriment. Detrimental. They see themselves as part of this bigger picture. Um, so they, you know, there definitely are losses which come with that. Um, but the overall concept is what, what allows them um, all these, these the, the, the mitzvahs, etc. That's the point that the, the Tarsa Roman is saying. So that's why if once we're talking about a person who's connected to, to Chochmah at the level of Das, so when the, when the when the, that person is giving over that, what he's doing is is, is he's trying to connect the Talmud to that level of connection with the. It's part of me. The person is saying, "I want you to connect to me. I want you to connect to your knowledge." So, um, that's his introduction to this piece is. This is what this 13-year-old, 14-year-old boy copped. So Hunter was so spoiled from that that this young boy was able to cop this Nakuda of the importance. He said, I, I, you know, he's, this kid's going places. Okay, let's hold it here. Um, right. So that's really not, you know, that's, this is all introduction to the piece. But it was, it was a nice introduction. My next week, hopefully, I will have the um, actual 